Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. I'm like aggressively hugging the t- like my boobs are like hello. Yeah, no, that's part of it. That's part of what makes it better. Welcome to Freaks, Hi. Kinks, and Geeks. It's easier for one of us than it was for the other one. <laughs> I also want to use my shirt for this one that we're doing, and I'm like, point to how you feel when <laughs> when CJ hurts you. <laughs> Which one? Which one were you when CJ hurts you? Aww. <laughs> When CJ hurts me, I'm this one. <laughs> that butted me. Butted me. Butted me. <laughs> I still just keep hearing you as a minion. I think I lost my pen. I don't think you had a pen. I only grabbed one. I had a um a highlighter thingy. Oh, shit. I took it. <laughs> I was like, I am not getting up again. And then I was like, no, I'll just take it. Welcome to my show. <laughs> this is the April show. Ta-da. Hey. And it's end. Oh, <clears throat> Like sporty spice. What's your face shirt? On your boobies. <laughs> this is better. We're next level. I want to re-record all of season two. <laughs> just on the weekends? Just. Oh my god, honestly. Actually. It's so quiet in here. It is. And I have more energy. Yeah, Normally I I'm do. in here and I'm like. I feel like we're both walking in to like have sex, but we're both like, do you want to do it? I want to. I'm so into it. I'm so. I'm here. I'm so excited. I'm here. So. Oh my god, I have been turning this up. <laughs> Just round, 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 round. Trying to get it so that you can see that it's been the this week has been rough. Um, and it's I realize it. Sides. I have an opening. I mean, this has been a great intro, honestly. <laughs> Keep it in? Keep it. Okay. I'll keep it in. I mean, and we're still freaks, kings, and geeks. I think we said that one. I think when did I put my boobs oh, on the table. I, oh, yeah. Oh, we did it for fake fake. Yeah. Oh, I just said, oh, my. There we go. <laughs> Those are heavy. The table is just like, wrong. Hey. <laughs> Don't boob shame me. <laughs> Have you ever weighed them? No. I saw a TikTok, like, a woman weighed them, and she has, like, 23 pounds on one side and like something aggressive on the other. Like, who hurts? Do you just use a regular whole... weight scale? No, I need to go back and watch. glass. It's gonna be so cold. <laughs> use one of the old timey scales. <laughs> <laughs> go to, I go to Planet Fitness. I'm like, hang on. Because <laughs> you can't, but you know, because the weight thing is so much lower. So you'd have to be like, let me, no, wait. And I gotta help remember I'll where help it is. You. Thank you. You're welcome. Get you a BFF like that. Polly so as we what said we, we are freaks geeks and geeks oh my and today we're going to talk about uh what kind of things you should unlearn before you enter into non-monogamy slash polyamory this is also applicable to if you are already non-monogamous and polyamorous yep uh i just uh had to come up with a name so that's my secret is that the working name or the I, I like, well, when I was looking at my notes, like, my inner commentary was like, great, you selected everything but the title of the episode. And I was like, I don't need it. I think I, I don't need it. Put a title some, I don't know. 
We'll yeah. figure the title out. We'll figure it out. TV. Listen, TV. a lot of this has actually been prepared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just sillier in the morning when the workday hasn't drained us completely. <laughs> That's why morning sex is always so much better for me. Drained from the day yeah yeah and well that's what is the best wood i like to also do the dates on the weekend so i'm also just like yeah and then i do it in afternoon right like who can meet at 10 p.m on a fucking tuesday i'm old i'm tired i'm tired i'm grumpy i might kill you (laughs) have your safe word ready i think like how did i know that i was getting old a guy was asking me if i was free after work i was like i got over i got over like eight today who's like yeah so you're free i'm like i'll cut you i'm tired i was like i mean if you want to come over and just serve (laughs) then i am happy to receive and he's like oh you just want to lay back and take it i was like yeah i'm tired (laughs) i'm sleepy uh that didn't alternatively go on the weekend alternatively just catch me when we can just serve back and forth you you know i'd probably be down if you weren't just texting me at like 10 p.m just give me some time to prepare anyway anyways so listen here's what's up um we have this lovely term that we actually coined as we were working through being non-monogamous people um as people who were by all intents and purposes raised and grew up in a monogamous society and were in many monogamous relationships um, so it's going to be completely normal for you to be evaluating non-monogamy or polyamory from a monogamous standpoint. So this is sort of like a list of things that will help you, um, have a better time. Honestly, things that have helped me have an easier time, uh, navigating non-monogamy and polyamory. Was that a good introduction? Yeah. I think I had mentioned <laughs> that we coined a phrase to help us get through this process and yes, I never said the phrase. No, you did not. <laughs> it is called, do you want to say it? Ghost of Monogamy Past. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know how we started. I don't know. Because we, I think because well, we kept like aggressively checking in with each other like a year and a half ago, maybe two mm-hmm. years ago when we were trying to untrain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it kind of came about because we were yeah. couldn't figure out how to tell people like what we were doing. I, I, at first was like cueing each other too, yeah. to be like, oh, we're, oh, that's probably like a ghost of monogamy past type thing. And, uh, and then, yeah, we would start using it to reference, like, other, others as well. Yeah. It's been helpful. It has been totally, yeah, no, it has been helpful a lot, mostly because I think it's really easy to internalize when you're having a hard time with non-monogamy. You know, to be like, oh, maybe it's just I'm not made, it's not, I'm not made for this. I can't be like this. And it's like, okay, well, I think giving non-monogamy a fair shot looks like kind of addressing these beliefs. So let's address them. I think also just in general, a lot of times we would find ourselves feeling weird about shit Mm -hmm. and we weren't sure why we felt weird about it, even though nothing seemed off. Yeah. One thing that we do is we really try to like have like a logical check in, you know, like I think we're two people who can be, you know, I I don't want to say emotional. I just think we're very comfortable with emotions and we don't run from them. So, but like we can also get, you know, we try not to get too caught up into it is what I'm saying. We use logic to keep that balance. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So... So what are, I guess we're going to break down some like cultural norms or societal norms. When I was uh, preparing for this, I was thinking about a lot of like what uh, stereotypically would come up in like girls gabbing about relationships mostly. Um, And those things I do think are, you know, it's not gender specific, but like that's where my uh, inspiration came from on these ones. Very like, you know, what's that like advice that you would like, I don't know, hear in like a pop song or something, you know, like things like that. 
So one of the things I want to start with is um, the idea that your worth or your success in your life as a person is completely related on whether or not you're in a relationship. The underlying idea being if I'm not in a relationship, it's because I must be unlovable or there must be something wrong with me. That's incorrect. That is not true. That is, uh, I definitely had to work on that, especially going through a divorce where I was like, well, now I'm divorced simply because nobody could ever love me. You did <laughs> Which, have a phase. Yeah, yeah, I did. I don't, know <clears throat> did if I'm, I don't know if I'm out of it totally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, no, but uh, I think I definitely had to recenter myself there. It was almost like, I think finding that out about yourself is weird also where I didn't, you know, I consider myself pretty progressive, pretty open. So I didn't think that I was like... Or like you found your value through someone else? Yeah, where I was like, oh shit, this actually really does affect me a lot more than I thought. Thinking that like, oh wow, I really do feel like I was using the security of that relationship to uh, evaluate my own worth as a person. I didn't realize I was doing that. So the idea there is to not do that. (laughs) My my advice is simply... um, Especially if you're going to be entering into a dating context, you have to just assume your worth is like, it just is. You just are worth it. You just do deserve it. That just is. It's not up for debate. You can't be like, well, how would a person like me that did it? No, you don't evaluate that way. You it just is just accept it. Well, and I think if you look at it, you know, I'm the, the very much type A analytical, logical thinker. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, it really also just comes down to math. Mm -hmm. Um, and that probably sounds weird, but it's like, if you are working in the red in the negative Mm -hmm. and then you're going to go try to find someone who's whole and take their worth from them is essentially what you're doing when you say that you aren't worthy of like, you're not worthy without someone else. Mm -hmm. Essentially you're saying that I need someone else to be whole and I'm going to take from them to Mm. put myself back in the black. Ooh, interesting, interesting. And that's, to me, not a great space, one, to be working from. You Mm -hmm. don't want to work in the red, and you don't want to work in the negative. And then, two, if you really care about someone, your goal is to not go take from them to lift yourself up. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, that really is in line with, like, we definitely take a more autonomous approach to uh, non-monogamy, for sure. And I don't know if that's uh, different than how other, like, non-monogamy podcasts maybe would even go about it. I know that's very very specific to, or I mean, I know that we are very specifically into that and yeah. promote that and think that that's great. Yeah. But that's mostly because we've been reaping the benefits of living like that. Um, so that's kind of like what we're bringing to the table here. You know, that's our special tea, if you will. Um, but yeah, to uh, bounce off of what you have been saying, I, I think we have also referred to that in this podcast, or if we haven't, I will refer to it as borrowing and lending of self. Yeah. So it's the idea of like unhealthy relationships have a good amount of like, yeah, the borrowing, the taking from another and, you know, like um, in, as opposed to addressing an insecurity, using a person's presence to like, you know, you're taking their time, taking their energy, be there with me so I don't have to think about this. Yeah. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, this one, if you don't mind, also kind of jumps into one of the ones that I listed about the two halves coming to make. We hear that a lot in, like, wedding rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Mm -hmm. These, like, two halves coming to make a whole, which I fucking hate. Yeah. I fucking hate that. That's everywhere, too, because, like, when you also think uh, from astrology point point of view, too, the idea of a twin flame. I don't know if it's an astrology thing specifically, but in spiritualism, there is this idea of a twin flame and, like, the history of that as they were once one being that was split in half Mm, mm -hmm. but there are also other practices that believe you have multiple twin flames which is kind of what i prescribe to as well yeah i'm more of that Mm -hmm. yeah for me uh the twin flame is somebody who teaches you about yourself so uh there's so many people who can do that too yeah like a very 
like an intricately specific to me type way you know like not just oh I learned from everybody it's like oh no that like really resonates with me and affects me deeply and things like that and you're I mean for me just to clarify this is not an attack on relationships it's an attack on how we have trained people to think about themselves within a relationship yeah does that like yes. so it's not so much that two people are coming together is bad it's mm-hmm. the idea that you have to be half a person mm-hmm. to make a whole person mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of fucked up you're not half yeah. a person and if you're only bringing half yourself to a relationship your relationship's fucked anyways so yeah. good luck yeah yeah i think i think that involves a level of quieting yourself which doesn't allow you to be present in your relationships like if you're uh like for example i used to really uh want to keep the peace a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. uh sometimes an uncomfortable discussion has to happen though you know what i mean and it's like more hurtful to have kept things inside for what i believed was the heart of the relationship which was just me continuing a situation where we weren't really knowing each other deeply and we weren't fully able to love each other deeply because we weren't even getting to that place yeah of just like that intimate knowing yeah so yes um i am so glad that you said that that wasn't an attack on relationships because i agree with that completely um i don't you know this isn't vilifying monogamy this is vilifying toxic ideologies and this can happen present in monogamy this can even happen and you can if you're not unbreaking these you are going to drag these into non-monogamy absolutely you will continue these Mm -hmm. exactly and uh, I hope that when you are aware of that happening, you will say, this is a ghost of monogamy past. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> the idea that one person should be your everything. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean, I. so what's odd is I think the first time I really, this really hit me. Um, was probably in high school when like friends started to have serious relationships and mm-hmm. would like leave all their other friends behind. Yes, and they would basically just glom. Mm-hmm. They became like how we do just celebrity names one, together. Yeah, Benefer. Benefer. You know, yeah. Like, it, and we actually, actually, my friends did. Like, we oh, would make yeah. up names for mm-hmm. them. Um, and I actually remember one of my friends telling me in high school, "Oh, yeah, she, you're just not going to be as important now, and that's just a part of it." Like verbatim. And I was like, okay, like that feels icky, but okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that we also like on a familial side have that expectation of like, oh yeah, well, I'm sure once you leave and you get married, then you're going to, that's your new life and you'll never yeah. talk to us again and things like that. Um, so I think that's definitely very deeply in our culture. Here's the thing. Um, when it comes to forming relationships and connections with others, we do not operate on a singular one person policy, actually. Um, I think a lot of the times, like, for example, we don't do just one friend, you know, you don't love just one child, you know, you have multiple children. Ideally, they're all getting that. Um, but so if we don't operate from that idea of like, I only have to have one friend and that one friend has to be everything for me. Uh, then I don't feel that that's fair to put that onto a relationship uh, with another person just because like I think you're also asking them to be into all your hobbies like you know be a caretaker in a way of like checking in with you and maybe Mm -hmm. that is something that could also be helped by like a therapist like if you are 
I just, I guess I feel it's overwhelming. So for example, if I had to be into every single hobby that April is into, that would be exhausting and it wouldn't leave me any room to be into my own hobbies because I'd have to be spending so much time learning about football and then getting into country music very deeply. And, and I then, hate oh anime. Oh God, and then I got to start I hate running. anime so much. Do I have to run? You have to run. run. You absolutely have to run. That's a part of, <sighs> that's a given. No. Or... We could be two people who are different. I watch anime while you run. So. And we don't have to hate each other. I do think, like, the more time I have to spend in hobbies that I'm really not into, I do kind of, like, resent not being able to use my time a little better, especially because my time is super limited, you know? Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, when you meet somebody who's actually into what you're into and that doesn't seem like a that would be what they're doing with their time anyway, you know, that, yeah. that actually feels better hanging out with a person like that. Because then you're not just... Like, like, I hate when, like, uh, you know, I hear couples being like, oh, yeah, the new Marvel movie came out, and, you know, I had to go see that with my husband, even though I don't like those movies at all, but, you know, we just, the, we go together, and it's like, why if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. I don't no. think that should be, like, indicative of how much you love a person, you know, by how much you're willing to, like, treat them like a child. I don't know. I mean, I, there are things that Jay likes to do that are my favorite, but I will sometimes go do them, mm-hmm. but if I'm really not into it, like, he yeah. doesn't run with me. Yeah. He hates running. He was like, if you want to chase me with a knife, I will run with you. But he'd probably just hit me. So, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't, if there's something you intensely dislike, that's why you go have other friends. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's my main point on that is, like, how, it, it's basically like a friendship. So I think you should, I think relationships should be treated well, like Well, it is. I mean, they even tell you, like, this person is your best friend when you get married. Yeah. Like, that's also a huge like wedding rhetoric is like you've mm-hmm. married your best friend this is your new best friend this is your mm-hmm. lifelong best friend cool well if they're your best friend where are the rest of them and why are we putting one ahead of the others like yeah. that's you know yeah so uh it can be overwhelming i i think it's been presented as a super romantic idea it's like oh you are all yeah. i needed blah 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 and it's like i you know fiction is fiction for a reason like it feels good because it's super not possible and I think that's where resentment builds up when you do try to be that and you're kind of like yeah but I'm really not okay so the next point here is that exclusivity is the only way to show commitment and love I think that's probably one of the main uh criticisms that non-monogamy gets is that uh, we're not serious about relationships because we're not willing to commit to one person um where there is that it's just simply untrue uh, we have way more levels of commitment. And honestly, I, I would, ugh, controversial, I would say that we do more higher levels of commitment than normal monogamous commitments are. Because uh, here's why I say that, okay? I'm committed to communicating everything I feel at all times, especially if I feel that they are affecting the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I experienced <clears throat> in my monogamous uh, relationship and not something I hear about from other monogamous couples. I, you know, one thing we always say is like, we're not here to shit on monogamy. We're here to shit on toxic monogamy and like those who think that there is no other option. And I think uh, in that way, you can be doing monogamy healthy. You can be communicating all the time and that's fine. But this is specifically to like not being committed to seeking the support you need. I'm committed to making sure I have the support that I need. So like if I have a problem with April, for example, I'm not just dumping that all on April when that would like be emotional for us to deal with at the same time. You know what I mean? If I just need to talk to somebody else. Free. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little passionate about this one <laughs> um yeah i mean I, I think exclusivity you know 
I, I understand its intended purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you're going to be monogamous and be exclusive, that's cool. But I think untraining the exclusivity is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like untraining that whole like feeling guilty mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. That like. What do you mean? At least for me in the beginning, like it was, I would find myself like at times being like, oh, do I need to hide this? Mm-hmm. Like, do I need to hide that I'm talking to so-and-so or do I need to hide that I'm going to go on a date? Like, and I didn't. But there was definitely that built-in, trained-in guilt of, mm-hmm. like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Even though it, he had, and I had agreed to it, mm-hmm. it was still, like, do I have to have my text? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. the fuck cares? Should I go to the bathroom and respond? Yeah, like, oh, he saw that. Ah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. now, like, if I'm texting with someone, I'll just leave my phone on the counter and I don't, like, he's not going to read it. I don't, he didn't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the other side of that is connected to feeling special as a person. Like, I think mm-hmm. a lot of the times we use the exclusivity because we, that is what makes us feel like we're special to that other person. Yeah. It's not the case. That, ha- that took a lot of unpacking and dealing with for myself, too, because I definitely did, you know, I think there are multiple areas where I prescribe to, like, oh, being the only or being the first is, like, in a way special, but um, I think... The way that I overcame that was kind of a, this, this will seem a little bit complicated, but like for those of you who have seen the movie I Heart Huckabees, there's a moment with the blanket called the blanket theory where uh, the character's holding the blanket and he holds up a point like this is just like now his finger's making a tower under the blanket. He goes, here's your birth. Here's your high school graduation. Here is a baby being born. Here is you getting married. They're just all points. They're all things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, from there is when we attach a meaning to what those things are. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, I am responsible for the fact that I attach the meaning of being special to somebody like that when I instead needed to just reevaluate what actually makes me feel special in those relationships and understand it's that sharing of those things. Um, It also was really important for me to start seeing myself as a person. And by that I mean like I'm a person who needs to take care of myself. You know, I can't just be looking out and seeing everybody else and evaluating everybody else's needs and not evaluating my own needs. Because then I'm also not evaluating that I'm a person who brings something to the table. So when you realize that you're somebody who brings something to the table and that person is bringing something to the table, there's no connection that can ever be like that. Because there's no other you and there's no other them. It's like two paint colors coming together. You mix them, you're going to make a unique thing. Duty brown. Duty brown. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that would just be a perspective shift. Our next point is that if your partner loves someone else, they never truly loved you. I quote that quote from uh, Johnny Depp where he was like, if you cheat, leave the person, the first person, because you never really loved them anyway if you were going to cheat on them. And it's like, I uh, I personally feel it's completely natural to form love for other people. Um, I think that because of uh, ideas of exclusivity and commitment and things that have kind of become uh, you know, twisted into something not healthy. I think that we want to lean into this, but like the, but we, we, we do love more than one person. We love more than one friend. We love more than one family member. We can love more than one romantic partner. And that kind of, I mean, that kind of ties into the whole sharing a partner devalues a relationship. And if they're attracted to others and I'm not enough, well, okay. So first of all, doesn't devalue the relationship me having a relationship with cj doesn't devalue my relationship with jay it doesn't devalue my relationship with my other friends Mm -hmm. um 
the whole idea that like if my partner is attracted to someone else and I'm not enough you're not let's just say it like no you're not like you're not and you shouldn't be honestly like if you only need one person forever like first of all might want to check some codependency issues um but no I am not and should I not I shouldn't be enough for one person mm-hmm. like that's in my opinion just not healthy mm-hmm. like I feel like we need to get over this whole, like, I'm not enough and that's something bad. Uh, yeah, I think we just should smash that measure altogether, to be honest. I don't think that we should be coming into each other's lives to try to be, like... Everything? Honestly, to be anything. I don't know. Like, I, I just think that we should come together and it's like, is this working? Yeah. Do you like having me around? Do I like having you around? It feels like it could cool. be as simple as that. And it seems like we kind of convolute it with other things of like, uh, you know, of course, this idea of one person should be your everything. And if one person isn't your everything, then that person isn't enough. It's like, well, yeah, I think realistically speaking, not not anybody is enough for anybody, period. Um, Just how we are as social creatures also and how many things that we would want to get into and share with others, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't. I don't prescribe to that. Uh, I think that when somebody loves you, they love you. Um, it, what you have to determine from there is that is that the way that you want to be loved. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yes, sharing a partner, devaluing a relationship, incorrect. Same as the, with the friendships. If my partner is attracted to another's, I'm not enough. That's not how attraction works, actually. Um, you can just be attracted to people, and it's not really related to who you... If that were true, then we would all be done once we were attracted to Thor, right? We don't need to be attracted to anybody else. Or Jason Momoa. Sorry, did you already like Chris Hemsworth? You can only get one. You can Um, only like one. And there's literally, like, I always look at it like, uh, there's no one on this earth that I would want to be stuck alone with forever on an island. Very true. Not even myself. No. I'll do it myself. (laughs) I'd be be bored on my damn mind. Uh, Another is that romantic love is somehow more important than platonic love or familial love or self-love. Um, and it goes back to what you were saying about, like, friends getting into relationships and then totally leaving their, like, friendships, which is, you know, ouch. Um, mm, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally have not done well with, uh, friendships where it's very, like, obviously laid out that, like, oh, I'm so sorry, my husband comes first or like my I gotta check I gotta my check boyfriend. Him I almost wonder if like some of my friends specifically don't say that kind of stuff to me just because they know I'm like that's not how it works for you um yeah you know because like if someone's like oh I gotta check with my boyfriend to do that I'd be like yeah why but why and, and, and I think some people feel it's really and they're like oh well I'm just checking my schedule I just need to let him know where I am and it's like to me who doesn't exist in that like framework I'm like that really sounds controlling to me um, but like I said, my brand is very highly autonomous. So I, to be in a situation like that would feel really suffocating for me. And it, yeah. I, I would not thrive in it. I think there are exceptions to that though. Like if people have kids, you know, if kids are involved, I think nah, that does make it complicated. kids should just roam free like roaches. <laughs> just like little free roaming chickens. Free chickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, guess I so. mean, I think it's, you know, you can make the excuse if you are with another person that like, oh, I have to check, you know, got to check our schedule. Well, you can share a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's on their schedule. If you share like a G calendar, whatever, mm-hmm. I could see where it can get a little complicated if you do have kids because you might That's be true. the person that I needs really, to go I pick them up that. from like sports or something. 
What do kids do? Uh, so then you could be like, oh, I just need to see if my partner can go pick them up. But mm-hmm. there are those people, and I think we all know those people where it's like, hey, do you want to go do this? Oh, yeah, let me call my husband real fast and see if he's okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of the triggering thing is asking, let me go talk to this person to see if they're okay. Getting permission versus just checking in and... That's so true. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you know... Thank you for editing what gotcha. I, you knew what I meant. I knew what you meant. <laughs> um, so your partner's needs before your needs. I mean, I, I think this is a larger cultural thing that exists outside of, you know, monogamy exclusively. Like, yeah. this is definitely like, oh, if you do anything for yourself, it is selfish. And I also had to unlearn that specifically. That was actually a part of a larger unlearning through, like, going to years of therapy as well. And, like, yeah. learning to, like, give for myself as well. Um. I think, you know, best example is the airplane mask one where it's like you want to put your mask on before you put the other's mask on. Uh, it's just like you really need to understand that supporting yourself does make you show up better in your relationships with other people. Um, think about when you're like drained and tired after like a full day of work. We were just joking about that at the beginning of this podcast where you just like there is less energy and there's less to give. So if you're not really caught up on like what recharges you, what recenters you, what helps you rest, you really should invest in that kind of understanding of yourself. Yeah. Well, and just, um, honestly, for me, it's also like, yeah, it's selfish. Cool. I don't know why that's negative. That's true. Why is being selfish negative? We just made it that way. We kind of, yeah. Selfish, the word selfish in and of itself is not a negative word. Yeah. Also, it's just ish, right? Like when you're like, when someone's like, hey, are you hungry? And you're actually not really hungry, but you could probably eat. You're like, I'm hungry ish. And that just means like a, a light amount. So when you say I'm a little bit you know, supporting of myself and people are like, you fucking narcissist, you selfish idiot. It's like, oh, uh, just needed a couple minutes to myself to recenter, but okay. Yeah. Just kidding for me. It's more like a couple months to recenter. Am I right? Anyway. (laughs) Uh, My partner should know what I'm thinking type (laughs) mentality. Did you you get it? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think like, And I was sitting with this one a little bit, too, because, like, for me, I have identified that a level of familiarity is a form of intimacy that I do like. But that doesn't mean I should know what a person is thinking and what they need at all times. Um, I I know that there are probably some very specific examples of, like, maybe being familiar of when a partner becomes nonverbal and how we can support them in that way. That's a very, like... I would say trauma-related, you know, support that you can give to a person, that's fine. But I'm talking about, like, hey, let's go ahead and hit the age-old, like, asking your girlfriend what's wrong, and she's like, I'm fine, and it's definitely not fine. I asked my girlfriend if I can go out with the boys, and she said I can, and it's fine. Well, first and of all, I'm don't in trouble. Ask. Just go out with your boys. <laughs> yeah. Unless you have kids. I mean, I think, you know... One place I try to operate from is this whole, like, I'm going to assume that what you're telling me is the case. Yeah. Because you're an adult. Yeah. And you can tell me if it's not. And likewise, if I have a problem or a concern or I'm whatever, I am also responsible for stating that as well. Yeah. Now, I might not know it right away. Mm-hmm. I, I might only be able to say, hey, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Might not even be able to verbalize it yet. Right. But then it's also my responsibility to figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah. no I one's, mom, I, you're, I'm not a walking mood ring. It's not like I walk in and CJ's like, ooh, she's like green teal today. Honestly, mm-hmm. came in, she's blue today, so, <laughs> you know, I'm more of a like. 
orange that has been dried out in the oven so that your house can smell good. Okay. That's the color. That was true. Okay. Okay, yeah, sorry. She didn't realize I was doing a short color thing. Is this blue? (laughs) I don't know if it's blue or if I've been staring at the ring light too long. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think think we should... Some people have downloaded like a, a sheet of emotions. So yeah. you can be like, what am I feeling? And you can kind of help communicate with your partner. That's a great way to do that too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think like, I think there's something to be said about like when and when your partner can and can't show up to help with some emotional labor. I just think that should be up to the partner. Right? Say that again. Like if I am having an issue within the relationship and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not trying to ask you to guess what I'm thinking, but I do need a little help processing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think the, I think the asking is, you know, asking if your partner has the space, the, you know, energy, if yeah. they can, you know, not in a total, like, oh, I can never ask to have help on that stuff. Yeah. Just need to know if, like, the Well, that's something you and I do pretty often where we're like, hey, do you have the space for me to, like, download on this real fast? Yeah, I guess I'm, I think I'm specifically referring to, like, if it's a problem between, like, like, if it was a problem between you and me, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, okay, but I need to, like, talk about it type of thing, you know, like, just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? Did I make that up? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just wasn't sure you are giving me that look. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Importance of communication. Um... Next is sort of, this is more of like a, a theme, is this codependency. And I think we have hinted on it a couple of times already in this podcast, but like a lot of it in this point is this idea of like having to do everything together. The idea that alone time at all is like a very negative thing. Um, I do unfortunately hear a lot of commentary in like these groups about like people who absolutely hate the idea of just being alone. Well, and also, I mean, not only that, this also, I think for me, played into when I was dating um, and I would want to do things with those people that maybe I haven't done with Jay yet. Okay. And you would kind of feel Mm. guilty or he would even like kind of get jealous Mm -hmm. because we had kind of operated under this, like, we have to do everything first together. Mm -hmm. We have to make it special. We have to like... That's how I'm still your primary. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's how I know I'm special, which Mm is... ridiculous but um yeah I think that definitely lends to a few different like how did you guys work through that um for me I listened to some podcasts did some just kind of sitting with it um I think there was an article I also read on like unraveling codependency and like Mm -hmm. the whole like special thing yeah and one of them basically said like yeah you can go do this thing that you've done with one partner and you can go do it again with another mm-hmm. like just yeah, because i went to true. like disney with jay doesn't mean i can't go to disney with someone else I it's not like jay's disney. yeah it's like that is our disney only <laughs> they only do disney we only we rode yeah. this ride this ride small world that ride yeah. we can never ride anything with yeah. anyone else ever by you also can't go to universal because i've done that with someone else so yeah, so it's like, why, what is, what's with those, you don't do that with anyone else in your life? It's just like, here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about, like, processing your own emotions, is that, like, when you're, when you don't have a way to actually process your emotions, you kind of latch on to, like, these ideas that you really can't argue with. And now here's my example, this idea of, like, well, we're supposed to do everything together. Okay, is that a truth? Or is that just a statement that kind of pings this emotional response from both of you? Where yeah. it's like, ooh, yeah, I, I do want to do things with you. like, But that's not actually what's going on under the surface, yeah. I think. Like, I think it's truly like, 
not being comfortable speaking your needs. Like one thing I, I had to get comfortable with was this idea of like, oh, if my partner had gone camping with another car, uh, partner and I was feeling jealous about that, instead trying to, instead of putting the energy into feeling like, oh, you'll never do that with me. Maybe it's because I'm doing something wrong, putting the energy into like, okay, well, I want to go camping apparently. So, and or it's not like just... putting yourself in with those plans. I just want to clarify that. Not putting yourself in with somebody else's, your other partner's plans that are doing that, like attaching yourself. Yeah, in. no. Well, because oh, well, I want to do it too, so let me go with you guys. And it's also partly just trying to figure out why are you even feeling that way. Like, mm-hmm. what do you really want to go camping, or do you just yeah. need some extra quality time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is it about the activity, or is it about the like what you think is happening in that activity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, like you know, knowing your needs, speaking them, speaking yeah. on them, you know. And it's okay. You know what? Like, actually, it may surprise you to find out that um, before you met your partner, you guys were doing things separately all the time. So <laughs> You were even born separately. Uh, thing. Which the is thing. troubling because I need to know <laughs> that I was at least in the same hospital as the person yeah. I end up with, you know, or else it's not special. No, well, and it's, I think it also um, kind of also tacks onto this whole, like, I've had some people where, like, when they're home, they're not allowed to text anyone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. Why? Like, if I want Jay's attention, I will just be like, hey, I need your attention. Nice. I don't need your attention all night. If you're sitting there staring at me all night, mm-hmm. I'm going to freak out. And when I want your attention, I just accept that you'll never give it to me. So I just move on. Very much. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, April, April, April. And you're like, this is actually the only time we communicate. Yeah. just right here. If she's just like this and like available, and then I'm like, hey, April, she's suddenly busy. She's I'm like, like, no. Even if I don't have a phone, I'm just. No. <laughs> she's like, I'm like, ooh. A marker. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's... then, like, the, the second part of that was the idea of, like, if that time is spent away from you, the other partner doesn't spend that time with you, um, or they don't uh, do that activity with you that something is, like, wrong with you, or once again, like, they had a preference away from you, um, which, again, is just they not... Did. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's not, I don't, it, we need to stop interpreting those things as personal slights, okay? Like, um, you know, if I go to a buffet, you know, maybe it's a potluck, and April made something, and other people made something, and I take exactly one spoonful of hers, and then two spoonfuls of someone who brought french fries, because I love french fries. French fries are you cheating on me with? <laughs> All fries, All steak fries, fries shoelace fries, hash browns. Sweet potatoes. I love potato. Yeah, potato's great. Any form. Chip. God. Uh, universe nailed it when it invented potato. I'm just saying. Um, anyway, doesn't mean that her... <laughs> that is like... <laughs> when that came out, that resonated in my soul. Yeah. I became spiritual after that. was your soul audio. animal. <laughs> your spirit animal. You're like, oh. My Patronus, you know? Uh, yeah, so I think... Um, I, I honestly just keep thinking that these come back to, like, not really knowing yourself and knowing how to support yourself, you know? Like, if you're feeling like, oh, you're doing that activity with someone else. Well, yeah, and then, like, April was saying, like, yeah, it is a preference away from me, but that's not a slight against you. No. If you have never displayed an interest in that thing, ever, or if that person did have an interest and you have been very vocal about not liking it. Or they just want to go do it with someone else. Yeah, or they're just oversaturated with their time with you. That That's not a ne- – those aren't negative things. There's nothing wrong with no. you. And what's funny is we don't really make it wrong outside of romantic relationships. Right, yeah. Only within romantic relationships. With our it's friends, not, they it's go not to like, work. oh my God, CJ's yeah. going to dinner with, you know, whoever. Bob. <laughs> she can't. She can't even. I know, I'm like trying not to name all your friends. I'm like, oh, how do I change her name? <laughs> oh, I thought you were just roasting the fuck out of me. Like, I don't have any friends. I, I was like, so wait, funny. who am I allowed to say? That's so true. We can she wants to go to names. dinner with Madam. Um. <laughs> 
That was the best. Just Matt, Matt yeah. mashing up names. Got yeah, it. that's fine. Um, why didn't you want to go with me? Like, because yeah. she wants to. I mean, we have a great example of this. Recently, I had gone to a drag show, and then you were just like, I, "Hey, I also like going to drag shows. If you ever want yeah. to go to one together, it's like done." She went by herself, and yeah. I went on a really shitty date. <laughs> It, it's because like and, and here's the thing is like I I was only, I had said like and by the way I was just like on my computer suddenly my phone pinged and it was like hey you know how like on Facebook they let you be like interested in us yeah so it's like hey an event that you're interested in is happening nearby and like my office is like five minutes away from where that place so was so I was like yeah and I can get dinner and oh. she's an adult yes I didn't have to check in with anybody I, there. It, it, yeah you know? and so I didn't have to answer to my cat I came home late that night and he was oh, like he was like He's like, first of all, I'm your number one. You're primary. He gets out his knife. He's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and again, that kind of goes back to like not reading someone's mind. She can't read my mind. So if I want to go, I am going to let her know that I'm interested. And then she has a choice to invite me or not. Or alternatively, because it's her, I'm just going to show up even if she doesn't invite me. And I'm just going to sit awkwardly like two tables away, but like just close enough. With like a fake mustache nose situation. Just close enough to be like super, but non-aggressive about it. Yeah. Be like, oh my God, I wish I was here with my friend. Unfortunately, I don't have any friends who would have invited me to an event like this. Hope you get stuck on a table. (laughs) I hope a queen trips near you and everybody thinks you tripped her. Suck. I hope you only have 50 cents and no dollars. <gasps> and then they don't come to your table. Yeah. I don't deserve them if I don't have money. No. I'm just saying. Alrighty. So, yeah. Um, time spent away from you. Stop evaluating that as a slight. Just yeah. stop. You know, like, I, I do try to be gentle when I bring a lot of this stuff up, but sometimes you do need to get a little, like, you know, more fierce, and you just got to let that go. Um, this one was an interesting one. I think I may have gotten into it a little bit in a previous point, but this idea of like that, um, how much you're willing to provide emotional labor to your partner is a metric for how important you see them. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like if you're having a problem, I'm ready to drop everything and be like, let's process this. What are you feeling? What are you, let's, let's get into it. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if I don't have the space for it. I'm ready to listen to you, put all my shit away. I, and I did that for a very long time. Um, not with you, but (laughs) just kidding. Were you just like vomit? Well, it it would, no, where it would be like, uh, in my, in my marriage where I'd be like, okay, it seems like there's a problem here. So even though I'm like having exhausted, oh yeah, 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 no. Come back to this. This is fine. Yeah, let's talk about it. No, I can't, of course, because you're more important to me than anything else. So I will yeah, deal with it's, this now. Yeah, and there's an interest. So, okay, so speaking on this, I definitely agree with that. Um, everyone should have the choice to say if they are in a space to deal with something in that moment. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, though, it also drives me up a wall when people do these little, like, bird crumb, like, um like don't if you want to have a conversation with someone don't especially if it's a heavy conversation don't text them about it don't be like hey we're going to talk later tonight no first of all that's just dramatic okay yeah you are upping the anxiety levels of everyone involved Mm -hmm. um if you have a conversation if you guys are in the same city or see each other or have access to see each other do that in person Mm -hmm. um to me it's just not appropriate to do that to someone via text yes. or Facebook Messenger or however you use Snapchat, I don't care, Instagram mm-hmm. Messenger, smoke signal, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I think you also clarified that like, yeah, long distance relationships are a different thing, but I also think that there is a different structure established already in a long well, distance relationship. And even then, you can get on, we are living in the 2021s, mm-hmm. almost 2022s, 
you can get on FaceTime. Yeah. You can get on. There is an option for live. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you can FaceTime live. You could Snapchat back and forth, um, mm-hmm. even if you couldn't be live. You know, I did actually one time, I had requested someone to just be present with me at, like, a, like 7 o'clock on Snapchat. Okay. I was like, hey, are you available, like, maybe later tonight, maybe at, like, 7, just to, like, can I, you know, mm-hmm. have your attention for that moment? Yeah. Yeah, so you are. up with that person. <laughs> Well, we weren't like dating. We had just been talking for like a you know. So literally, few weeks. everyone now is like, I will never answer CJ's chat. Ah, you should. She's like, Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Are you available to talk later? I hate Snapchatting. I, I hate being on Snapchat for talking. Um, drives me bonkers. Literally, I hate it. So I like much. when the little like guy comes up because the person's like sees you. They're like there in the chat like, while not... you're typing. I'm like, hi. I get irrationally upset at Snapchat conversations because they disappear and it's I'm oh i just don't doing ten thousand things during I just, the day i, I press and hold and i save it you want to send it to me you better get ready for it to be saved and screenshot and i screenshot unrepentantly yeah. mercilessly mostly if you're doing something stupid yeah like if you're and being then i rude, want you to know yeah if you're being rude i'm snapchat i'm screenshotting that shit and it see you just took a you damn right she did you said what you said mic drop that was a mic just- drop <laughs> Just saying. I've also accidentally screenshotted just trying yeah, to, like, I was, like, trying to get used to the new phone. And I was, like, I went to turn it off, but I was yeah. holding you do it one of those by like, the ah, side. Shit. <laughs> Didn't have a dick pic by accident. Try, try convincing that, that person that you did it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I just went to turn it. Like, delete, delete. What delete. happened was that I was trying to, I opened it. I was at, like, a party. And then I was like, oh, and I went to turn off my phone by squeezing it. I squeezed it. Yeah. Because we all know videos are better than uh, photos. Just saying. <clears throat> I have that is not an invitation to send us dick pic videos. Do not send us videos. I swear for God. Actually, I do have one in like my message request where a guy was like, just sent me a video and he was like, hope you like it, this emoji. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, Vanna White. Behind door one. And then it was two, two. Fingers crossed emojis. Hope you like it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry I'm laughing that hard, but I was just like, wow. Is it like a Boy Scout? Come on. Just doing all we can. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why I think think that's so funny. I like, I laughed at it when I first saw it, but now that I'm like ripping into this person, it's way funnier. Um, Last but not least. And uh, again, like... (laughs) When we're talking through all of these, it does feel like we've touched on it a little bit. But you know what? Conversations that are circular and not in any exact order that keep weaving in and out of each other are the best types of conversation anyway and are my preference. Hashtag water sign energy. Last but not least, actions and activities that are done with somebody else mean that those actions and activities are being taken away from me. So we were already moving into like, oh, there must be something wrong with me. But now this idea of like, oh, wow, well. I wanted to do that, <laughs> which is like, I better not hear that you had wanted to do that if I had never heard that before this moment. Does that make sense what I just said? Like, I better not have known that you wanted to go camping all this time if I knew you for a longer period of time and you never mentioned it. Yeah. Why didn't you then? Yeah. Especially if, like, obviously now you see I would have loved that. So you're just, what, hiding it or waiting for me to read your mind? Hack into your secret can't, interest? Can't read your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it really comes down to, in my opinion, um working through just fears yeah like what am i afraid of losing yes um what am i afraid of not having or not gaining yes um like that's most of what we're doing when we're talking through these like privately is like okay why do i feel this way and where's it coming from yeah 
Very true. If you ever hear us saying like, oh, processing something, trying to get to the root of something, that's exactly, those are the question prompts right there. Yeah. What am I feeling? I like to do what I call a feelings roll call. I don't know if I ever told you that, April. But I'll like, I'll do like a like, okay, CJ, feelings roll call, which is just like, what's, what is all going on? They all stand up. They're like, like, yes. Uh, Sadness, here. (laughs) (laughs) Hurting inner child, here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, sometimes like for me. Lack of caffeine. Here. <laughs> and here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it helps me to approach it with a little bit of humor also, just yeah. to like, for me, that has it has been a coping mechanism in a lot of ways, but especially in ease of addressing something, if I can make it a little bit less serious, because then it's less anxiety inducing to like, yeah. you know, for me to be like, I need to think about every emotion I'm feeling right now, or else I will be unable to communicate my feelings, which could hurt my relationship with a person. That's heavy. Um, to think like, all right, CJ, what are we feeling? Who's here? It's sadness. It's this, it's this, it's this. That's like, okay, that's fun for me. And I'm not scared of that. There's a whole rave going on in there. I get real Parappa the Rappa about it. Do you know Parappa the Rappa? I know she didn't. That's why I picked that reference. Can you imagine if I try to pick one reference every episode that's a nerd reference that you definitely wouldn't get? If you just make it I did it in the I did it in the the um the group, the Facebook group. We had that meme that's like whisper something in my ear and that gives me goosebumps answers only. And I did a Star Wars quote. <laughs> I know Star Wars. So okay. Did you get my quote? I don't know if I remember it. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh no. That was the quote. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Guys, that's all the points I have. Thank you so much. Especially if you're like a person who is actually at this point where you're like kind of trying to improve your relationships and uh, see how you can show up better. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to bring these points to you and uh, take them into consideration. Especially thank you if you're a monogamous person listening to this and you're kind of like, maybe I do want to try not monogamy. Honestly, even though monogamous people, I think, can use these as well. I think you should. Like, it's not really, honestly this should be across the board for everyone. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with monogamy, non-monogamy, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. This is more just healthy relationship. Like, I agree. Style. Like, not styles. What am I trying to say? Healthy uh, relationships. You to show up in a healthy way in your relationships. There you go. Boom. New and I, I think, New I do title. feel this is how to mature as a person who is in relationships. If you're looking to mature in relationships, if you're looking to do relationships better, do this. <laughs> About I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> by I the time that, we put this out, we'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, by the time we put it out, it's just going to be like emojis. Nothing but emojis. There's no actual title. Just like <laughs> fingers crossed emoji. Hope she likes it. I haven't watched it. If you're that person Shocker. who sent that video. But thank you oh for boy. the cross face. Did you send the, after you sent the video, was the video live? And then you were like, ugh. Then you like looked at the video, you watched a couple times, make sure you got everything right. Was like my sink clean? Oh, it's blurred. Because Facebook blurs a video that you get sent if it's not from your, like, friends. Okay. Okay, guys. Are we good? Yes. Bye. That's the end song. That's how it's going to be when I edit the video.